Thanks, Pastor Dave. Uh, what a wonderful time we had in praise and worship just, this, just now. And uh, I'll just try and follow through on that thread. So good morning, Oakleaf family. And of course, if anybody's new, first-timers, welcome. It's great to just see everybody today, and it is great to be in the presence of the Lord, to give Him praise. It's great to just be up here and just lay what God has placed on my heart to share with everyone. And of course, I have to say, I got a bit of prodding to be up here, you know, Pastor Des, Pastor Babs, I know you've been very encouraging to get me up here. Of course, my beautiful wife right here, she has encouraged me. Uh, of course, Pastor Sev, Dave, I know Tony, I don't see Tony anywhere today, but I know he has been very encouraging in terms of just getting me up here. I just want to share something as well, is um, I'm from Jamaica. I actually grew up in Jamaica, and I came here, went back down. I'll go into all of that story soon. But, yeah, man. I hear that, yeah, man, <laughs> exactly. I go into that soon, but, you know, it was something that when I got saved, and I'll go into all that story, um, you know, it was something or sort of calling that was sort of on, you know, was, was planted in me at 10 years ago, or probably over 10 years ago. Uh, Pastor Shanda, Pastor Dwight, were my pastors back in Jamaica, and they said, you should come up here and preach. 10 years on, here I am. To God be the glory, I'm here. So, you know, it's amazing for me to be able here uh, and share the things that God... It's a time for us to just boast about the things and the good things that God has done and to just give Him the glory in everything that we do. So, let me just go to the first slide. Toby, want to put the first, first slide up for me? I think I got the clicker right here. So I'll try and use this, hopefully it works. So I love the contrast in that slide. If you can see how, that's my son Jaden, by the way. He, he was born in 2003, August. But the contrast are like, he's smiling with, his, with, with my beautiful wife, his, his mom, and saying, you know, such a lovely mom. I'm so blessed to have this mom. I'm just looking at his face at me. And I'm like, he's like saying, really, God? <laughs> Is this the person that's going to look after me for 18 years? You know, it's like, he has just a look on his face. But anyway, I bless him. This is, um, you know, we, 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 we were born, he was born, not me. <laughs> he was born in Chase Farm Enfield Hospital. Chase, what's it, Chase Farm Hospital, yes, in Enfield. And we used to live just down the road, Russell Lane, on a street called Pine Road. And we used, to, we used to take him to the Oakley playgroup up here. You know about one? One, George? Yeah, just about one. We used to take him to the playgroup. I mean, we weren't, well, I, I personally, maybe my wife was, but I wasn't personally a Christian. I never knew much of, I wasn't really interested. But anyway, we took him to playgroup, and he enjoyed it. This is him now. He's 20. <laughs> He's 20 now, big boy now. I remember the first time when he was about three, I got him a 
went way down to Arsenal, Emirates Stadium, got him a nice kit, you know, the shirt, the shorts, and everything. Got him all the kit, gave it to him. Um, later on, you know, he became a Man U fan, and, you know, I, I just, I guess I have to question my parenting skills, I don't know what happened. <laughs> but anyway, I think some of you may know, remember Jaden, I know, I know Karen and yeah, Elaine and all of you, you probably remember Jaden when he's coming, but you know, big boy now, 20 years old, he's going to be 20 tomorrow. Yeah, 20 years old, proud, super proud of him. He's, 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 he's decided to go into the world of work and he has actually become a team leader. So he said, oh, I got a promotion to be a team lead. So really super excited about what, what, you know, what, where he is now. Um, so just to say, um, as I said, we live down the road. But Jordan and I, in 2006, we decided to go back to Jamaica. So we were living here on Pan Road. In 2006, we decided to go back to live in Jamaica. And Maya was born in 2007, February 2007, Valentine's Day. Super proud of her as well. She's had the challenge in here, of course, with um, this is her now. And we all know, that's, we, we know Maya. Challenge in year, she had GCSEs, and she's an athlete, so she's running, doing GCSEs. She's actually got um, number nine in the country in terms of 800 meters, so I'm super proud of her. And, um, and yeah, so, yeah, so, so that was, you know, our life. We decided to go back to Jamaica. We had good times as a family, but they're also dark days. As I said, I wasn't a Christian. And I found myself in a very dark place. Nowhere near the Lord. Didn't want to hear about the Lord. Wasn't interested. Um, one of the things, and we talk about strongholds when we were in praise and worship. One of the strongholds I had was my addiction to smoking. And, so yeah, so that was one of the things. But before, so, so I was, yeah, so this woman probably drank a bit too much as well. Got drunk a bit too many times. Uh, let's just say I was just not living that life that was pleasing to God. And unfortunately, our marriage was also falling apart. At this time, Jaden was about three or four. And there was a reading group attached to the local church that I mentioned our pastors uh, were, 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 you know, were part of. Pastor Shanda ran that group. So George had started to take Jaden there. This time, she then started attending the church services. So George started attending the church services, and I was still just not bothered, not interested in going. She then invited me. Wasn't interested, but you know, I was in a real dark place. I just um, was really in a really, really, really bad place in my life. And I was like, you know what? Whatever. So I decided to go. I decided to attend the service. And one thing I remembered about that service 
is when I stepped in, the first thing I remember, how young they were. They were like early 20s, really young couple. And there was, a, 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 um, on the wall, there was a writing. And the message on that wall was simple. It said, love God, love people, and love life. Simple message just on the wall. And the church was buzzing with young teens, just dancing and praising. When Pastor Dwight preached, I can't recall exactly what he was saying, but it spoke to me. You know, you, you know, you go to some churches and you feel like the pastors are like way up there and you're like down here and almost holier than thou kind of feeling. Of course, not here. <laughs> not here. That they're beyond the sins and the struggles and their lives are perfect. I didn't get that feeling here. I felt like what he was preaching, he was preaching to himself as well. That the message he gave was a message that he needed to hear as well. And at that moment, he felt human. He needed the Lord each and every day just as much as I did. But those words... Love God, love people, and love life. It resonated, really stood out to me. That's it. That's the message, as simple as that. Love God, love people, and love life. When Paul was out there spewing murderous threats to the Lord's disciples, and he was on his way to Damascus, going after God's people, he got knocked off of his high horse by the Lord. He was blind for three days. And Jesus sent Ananias to restore his sight and fill him with the Holy Spirit. In the word, Acts 9.18 says, immediately something like scales fell from his eyes and he received his sight, he arose and was baptized. On that day in the service, I didn't know about this, I didn't know about God, I didn't know about this passage, but that's what it felt like. It felt like the scales were taken from my eyes. It was like I'm looking through a different lens. It was so obvious. You know, all the, compl um, all the complexities in life were just taken away. And I was just like, like I put on a new, I have terrible light, um, sight. So if I take this, that's all, I can't say anything. Put them on, it's, it feels like a whole new set of lens were put on. That's it. Oh, it's right there, I can just do that. Okay. <laughs> So in Mark, 11, Mark 12, 30 to 31, it says, And you shall love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. 
The second most important commandment is this. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. There is no other commandment more important than these two. Love God, love people. Yeah? So I was transformed that day. We talked about transformation just not too long ago. I was transformed that day. God removed the strongholds in my life. I want to talk about... Oh, sorry. Oh, I almost fell off. So when I talk about, like, you know, my addiction to smoking, and that's, that's my personal journey, one of, the, one, of the, one of the addictions that I had, when I was living on calls or residence, they gave us nicknames, and mine was Matterhorn, which was a brand of cigarettes. <laughs> so <laughs> I was known. Back in Jamaica, back then, I don't know what it is like now, because I haven't, you know, is I, you could literally go down the road and buy one stick of a cigarette. <laughs> and that was me. Sometimes I just wanted, so addicted, I just wanted one, just, just, just to even just have one. If I could afford just one, I'll just have one. But anyway, I was transformed. The addiction straight away, without a struggle, those addictions just went. That was the last time I picked up a cigarette. It just went, and that's my personal journey, it just went away. You know, that transformation just took away the things. I think God was saying, he's just going to take away these strongholds, the things that are holding me back. All those strongholds, he's going to take them away. And that's what he did. And of course, most importantly, our marriage was restored. He brought us back and restored us. Just like Paul, some of us may feel blinded from the truth. A simple message may feel so distant. But the Lord can restore our sight. It may take a bit of humility. It might just mean us being knocked off of our high horse. Maybe we complicate life too much. Well, life has gotten more complicated. And I look to the youth. You have to navigate such a complicated life right now. with identity and all those things. It's really crazy. So we need to ask the Lord to remove the scales daily from our eyes. For me, I can't say life has been perfect without accepting Christ. I'm not exempt from struggles and the challenges since he has changed my life. But I now know who to turn to when I struggle, when I fall short, when I get anxious, when I have depression or anything like that, I know who to trust when I need mountains to be moved. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so... No, I don't think that's it. Yeah, here we go. 
So Matthew 17, 20 says, he replied, if you have faith as small a size of a mustard seed, you can say to the mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Now, those mountains won't shift without faith. We're not talking about earth-shattering faith. A mustard seed is what, two millimeters? Very small. The smallest faith can move mountains. The smallest faith can move mountains. So the smallest of faith can move those strongholds, those struggles in your lives. Do not be anxious. This is Philippians 4, 6, 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So, just to fast forward a bit, I don't think Jordan knew how to slide, did you? <laughs> All right, so just fast forward. We're still in Jamaica. And some of you may know Georgette, my wife, of course, is a Pilates instructor. And God blessed us, and this is probably a sermon for another day, but he blessed us with our own Pilates studio when we were living there. It was a house on a fairly good-sized piece of land. When I say he blessed us, that's probably a I got at work for another day, so I won't go into that because we probably just don't have the time to, to speak about that bit, but he really blessed us. Um, anyways, we had a room in the front. You see this, this picture here, this photo here? This is the room in the front. And we had three, what you call, reformers. If anyone knows about Pilates, this is one apparatus called a reformer. And there are these machines that you lie on. It's a beauty that you can just lie and exercise on these machines. But don't let that fool you, because they may seem harmless. <laughs> but when you get onto that machine, you feel like you're slowly going to get tortured, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> they used to call Georgia the tor Well, they used to call her the torture lady back in the day, but no. <laughs> No, 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 she's not. She is amazing. She's one of the really amazing um, instructor, really, really good. And she's not going to torture you. No, she won't. She probably tortures me, but not everybody else. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we have that room. And in the back of the house, there's a store around this room. So, this room was where she did the mat classes. So, you have the reformers in the front, we have the mats in the back. Now, this is the end product of what the room looks like or looked like. Um, but we had plans. Before this, what happened is that there was 
it was two rooms that we expanded to make one. There was actually one room in the back, and there was like a garage, a sunken garage. So one was at this level, and a sunken garage, and a wall between the both rooms. So we had an idea to knock the wall out and bring the other, the garage, to the same level so we can have one big room. So fine, so we got the builders to come in. We got one of our, our builders to come and assess the, the job, see what needs to be done, give us estimates, etc. So he said, one of the things that we're going to need to get is some dirt. So we said, dirt? Where are we going to get dirt from? Where are we going to get this dirt from? A few days later, and I'll probably I'll share, I'll share this, we also had what we called a, um, a boot camp. Eventually, we started a boot camp. We had a big yard in the back, in the front, and we had a boot camp as well. And what, because the yard was big, the front of the yard, we couldn't do any construction on the front of the yard because what happens is that if you look to the left of where, to the right over that side, you're not going to see, but there's a main road. And when it rains, and when it rains in Jamaica, it pours cats and dogs. It really, really rains. So when it rains, the water will come from the main road, come down into a soakaway into the land, and just to, it, it, the, in a sense, what it's, what it's supposed to be doing is taking the, 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 the water off the main road so it doesn't flood. So it soaks away into the land. So we needed, we needed dirt. A few days later, there was a freak storm. Crazy storm. It was pouring for days. And the water kept coming down into the land, kept coming down until it, felt, it, it filled up like a lake. And then it overpoured back into the main road. And it was a flood. It was a very freak storm. Anyway, a few days later after the storm, I was driving past the, um, the, the well, or, or driving to the actual studio, and I saw three trucks, three dumper trucks lined up, and a digger in the front of the yard digging, digging dirt and piling them up into the dumper trucks. I'm like, wow, God, we needed dirt. He said, we said, where are we going to get dirt from? <laughs> So I spoke to the driver and said, listen, I just need one load of that dirt. Just pour it over there. And he did. He poured it over there into the, into the yard, and we had our dirt. So, so, so we were, I was like buzzing, like God is working, ready to start construction, ready to do what we're supposed to be doing. And we're excited about this. So I called the builder and said, Let's, it's a go. We're going to start doing the work. All good. We're going to start doing the work. I was working or con contracted to a company in the UK while I was living there. And I don't think, I know if, and many of you may know, in 20, 2009, 2010, they had this great um, recession and people were losing jobs left, right, and center. On the day we were supposed to start the work, I got a call and said, we're terminating, no, an email saying they're terminating my contract. We no longer need it, we, you know, because of this recession, we're terminating the contract. So I'm like, hold on there. We're about to start this job. How am I going to pay for it if I don't have a job? <laughs> so, so I started to worry. 
I was worrying. I was like, what am I going to do? How am I going to look after the kids? How am I going to provide? And all that stuff. So I started to worry. But then I started to try and do things in my own strength. Try, oh, I need to get another job. I need to find a job. I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to do that. So I got kind of worried. I called, I called the bill the same day. I said, listen, <laughs> we can't start. On top of that, it was two things. We're supposed to do that work, and we're going to take the kids to, um, to Universal Studios um, for, you know, of course, go to Universal Studios, have fun. There's a, there's a theme park in Orlando, so we're, we're planning to do that. So I was like, we can't do any of that. We couldn't do it. I'm not working, I can't provide for my family, and I started to worry. And one night, I decided to go down on my hands, go down on my knees, and I cried out to the Lord. I cried out to the Lord. I said, Lord, this is beyond me. It's out of my, it's beyond me. I just don't know what to do. Take it, take this burden. And there was a peace that came, up, came over me. There was a peace that came over me, and he said, don't worry, start the work. He said, start the work, take the vacation, start the work. I'm like, this doesn't make sense, you know? But that peace came over me, and we were obedient, and we started the work. I actually, I contacted the builder, I said, come on, let's go, we're going to start. Stepped out in faith, said, we're going to start the work. Two days, or a few days later, I can't remember if it was two days, but a few days later, the same company contacted me and said, they want to offer me a new contract. And that contract was actually better than the contract I had before. Before, what I was doing was working 30 days. It was a regular, it was a working, a regular job, regular hours and just send them my invoices or whatever. This time they wanted me to do, to do project by project work. And you just said, you set your rates, what are your rates? We'll go with that. So I set my rate, it was actually almost twice as better than what I had before. To God be the glory, because, you know, I think it's through that obedience, through that obedience, through listening to what, that peace and that obedience that he provided. So, this is, the, well, I showed it before, but this is a studio, and we had that uh, sort of mural written on there. Is that Psalms, I can't read Psalms, that is, but it says, you turn my dancing, you turn my mourning into dancing. And the history behind that, in the, my, um, not sure if many, many people know my um, Georgia's dad was tragic, life was tragically taken from her. And those words were, you know, in honor of him. And just to know that this is more than just a Pilates studio. We had many things coming. We had kids, kids groups in there doing dancing and all kinds of things. But he took that morning and made it into dancing. Um, yeah. But I have to remind myself. So anyway, yes, I said we, we, we got, the, we got the, 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 
Of course, we got the work done. We went and had fun, went to Universal Studios, and we, uh, we had a really good time. But we have to rem I have to remind myself of these stories. Because, as I said, I am human. Just like the Israelites, God took them out of slavery, past the Red Sea, but they oftentimes forget and start rebelling again. Disbelief crept into their hearts. Oftentimes, the Lord will move mountains in our lives and we forget. I know sometimes I do. Let us always remember the times when the Lord has pulled us out of the valley. Let us remember when he has moved that mountain, that stronghold in your life. He says in Jeremiah, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. To give you a future and a hope. Um, so I'm a software engineer by trade. Not sure if it's a good or a bad thing, but my brain is very binary. Very black and white. It is word using if-then statements. If I touch this, the hot stove, then I will get burnt. If I knock over the bottle of water, then it will spill on the floor. I know Pastor Sev is not here, but I'll probably push this little one in. But if I support Tottenham, <laughs> then I will have no trophies. Just logics, <laughs> very binary, just logics, conditions, conditional statements, that we call it. If anyone's in software, you call them conditional statements. Uh, that's, that's how we call it in the IT world. So, not sure if you can see that, but it says conditional statements. There are conditions. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. So if we seek his kingdom and his righteousness, and all things will be given to you as well. So what's the condition? All things will be given to you under the condition that you seek first, not second, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. In John 8, 31, 30, it says, if you hold to my teachings you are really my disciples, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So you will know the truth and the truth will set you free under what condition? If you hold my teachings and you are really my disciples. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there. So you move the mountain from here to there under the condition that you have faith as small as a mustard seed. It's just not going to give it to you. You have to have that faith as small as a must, at least as small as a mustard seed. Don't limit yourself. <laughs> if you pray and give thanks, I know David mentioned giving thanks. I know, yeah. Well, they always talk about giving thanks, yeah? <laughs> if you pray and give thanks, then God's 
incomprehensible peace will guard your hearts and your minds. So God's incomprehensible peace will guard your hearts and your minds if you pray, not just give thanks. If you pray, not just pray. If you pray and give thanks. Uh, uh, Tom, if enough, Tom, if you may want to come up first, Tom. Oh, here. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's fine. All right, some of you know that my father went to be the Lord earlier last month. He had passed away, and he's with the Lord now, out of pain, which is great. He fought a good fight against pancreatic cancer. God blessed me with a really amazing earthly father. He loved his kids, grandkids, kids. He loved, you know, of course, he loved Jordan, adored Jordan. And, and his family, he just, he, was, he, just, he just had a lot of love. Um, it's a huge um, loss for me. And my family, of course, we miss him very much. Um, dealing with this loss feels like a huge mountain to climb. But I have prayed to the Lord. I give thanks for the memories we share. I give thanks for the gems that he taught me. And I give thanks that he's no longer in pain. I give thanks that he accepted God, Lord, our God as Lord and Savior. And I give thanks that he is home with the Lord and is no longer, no longer in pain. So I can witness to this incomprehensible peace that is now guarding my heart and my mind. So brothers and sisters, just to wrap up, I just want to share the simple words that saved my life. And I pray it resonates with you. Love God. Love people. And love life. Whatever strongholds are in our lives, if you're struggling with, struggling with anxiety and depression, if you're worried about finances, how are you going to pay the mortgage, the rent, that bill? How am I going to get over this health challenge? How am I going to get through the pain of losing a loved one? If your marriage feels broken, if you, have he, if you are having challenges in whatever way with your kids, if you are struggling with your identity, who you are, kids, if you have challenges of peer pressure or pressures to fit in at school, if you are struggling with your faith, if you are struggling with addictions, alcohol, drugs, porn, whatever it is, just remember, our God, our Heavenly Father, can move mountains. He can give you peace. The Lord can give you freedom. He will show you the truth. He will give you all things 
But there are conditions. There are conditions. You have to seek him out. Run after him. You have to cry out to the Lord in prayer and give thanks. You have to hold on to his teachings. Know God's word and you have to have faith even if it's as as small as a mustard seed. And believe in the Lord our Father who sent his son to die for our sins that we can have life and life abundantly. And life abundantly. If this is you, if this message speaks to you, I encourage you to come forward. We have some really amazing prayer warriors out here who are willing to pray for you, who will be happy to pray for you. Just spend a few minutes in prayer. Cry out to the Lord if you need to. Cry out to the Lord if you need to. I'm just going to pause for about a minute or so. Cry out to the Lord. If you need to go on your knees, call out his name. Cry out to the Lord. I went down on my knees and he answers. Call his name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Give you thanks, Lord. Cry out to him. Whatever strongholds you have, whatever challenges you face, Come to him. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your message today, Lord. I thank you for your mercy and grace over our lives. I pray, Lord, that we will simply love you, God. We will love people, even our enemies, and we will love the life that you gave us and the gift of eternal life through your Son, Jesus Christ. I pray, Lord, that you will meet us where we are in our lives that you will give us faith to believe that you can move the strongholds, those mountains and feel, that feel unbearable to climb, that we will seek you out, Lord, with a hunger to know you more, that we will fall to our knees and cry out to you in prayer, saying, Lord, carry this burden as it is more than I can manage in my own strength. And your incomprehensible peace, your shalom, will engulf us knowing that through you, we will be just fine, Lord.
Oh, it's never a last chance with the Lord. There's many chances, but there's also those moments when the Lord speaks and it's time to act. And so if, you're, if you've heard that this morning, you need breakthrough. There's situations in your life you need the Lord to act in. It might not be for you. It might be for someone else, and that's okay as well. Why don't you stand where you are? If you can, why don't you stand? You know you need breakthrough. You need the Lord to intervene. You can do it on behalf of other people. I've seen it so many times. Traumatic healings happen when you stand in faith on behalf of others. Just stand where you are. And just open your hands. Yeah? Just open your hands. And in that, cry out to the Lord from your heart. Just cry out. Right where you are. Just come before the Lord. We come before his throne of grace to receive mercy and find grace in our time of need. Okay, if you love God and you love others, this is time for you to love others. Just look around. If there's someone standing near you, behind you, just reach out a hand. Yeah, let's not be shy. You've got eyes, look around. You just stand up, just move. Just go and pray for folk. If anyone's standing, if anyone needs prayer, just go and, go and stand with them. Just lay hands on them. Thank you, Jesus. That's it. And just partner with what the Holy Spirit's saying. Yeah? We bless you, Holy Spirit. We bless you what you're doing. We bless you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for what you're doing. I can just see the tide coming in and our level of faith raising. Our level of faith raising. We're going to leave here with greater faith. And faith is trusting Jesus. Simply that. And maybe you just want to say that over the person. Jesus is trustworthy. Jesus is trustworthy with our business, with our finances, with our sickness. Jesus is trustworthy. Just say that out loud. Thank you, Lord. And that's our benediction. And we're going to sing the goodness of God that we're going to leave here singing. But throughout the day, we're going to sing of the goodness of God. Anybody got work tomorrow morning? You're going to sing of the goodness of God. There's something in the nature of God of song and dance. But he dances with his people. We're invited into that heavenly dance, that heavenly song. So Father, we thank you for your goodness. You're so kind. You're so good. You're always good. You're always good. Even when we don't see it, even when we have no idea what's happening, you are always good. 
And you will remain faithful even when we're faithless because you're good. So in your name, in the mighty name of Jesus, I bless you. Have a great week. Have a great week.